The Capitals fall in the second game of the back-to-back with the New York Rangers. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about how the Capitals fall to the Rangers on Sunday afternoon, a matinee game in the Big Apple. What went wrong? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about, despite the loss, that Charlie Lindgren was huge in this game. And oftentimes we hear, well, you know, your team lost. It must have been the goalie's fault. Make no mistake about it. Charlie Lindgren was the right guy for the game today. It's just that the Capitals were folding in front of him. And uh, we need to see a whole lot more of Charlie Lindgren. A little bit later, we will talk about... The new look top line for the Capitals and Alex Ovechkin's absence. But just to get it going here, talking about how the Caps fall in the back-to-back to the Rangers. Uh, an interesting game, all things considered. You take a look at the game yesterday, Saturday. It was a Caps team that was really dialed in, really played a big game. Contrast that with the game today, and the Capitals were up against it right away. Uh, that, uh, you know, New York scored immediately. So right away, the Capitals were back on their heels trying to defend, uh, but they did a good job. And it's an interesting thing to say when you say a team did a pretty good job when they lose the game, but they did. Uh, Make no mistake about it, you know, to start the game, uh, the defense uh, was not really that dialed in, but in the latter part of the game, it seemed like the team was trying to make a push. And for me, In the second period there, I thought there were points in the game that maybe the Capitals could turn this around and pick up a big win. What bigger thing to do than take down the first place in the Metro Division at New York Rangers in two consecutive games? Wow, that would have been something, but it wasn't to be. The Capitals had success Saturday against the Rangers. Again, that wasn't the case Sunday afternoon in the Big Apple as the Rangers poured on the pressure from the moment the puck dropped. And, you know... If it was a more inexperienced goalie, uh, maybe it was a guy that wasn't used to playing under pressure like Charlie Lindgren was, I think this game could have got out of hand. And, uh, you know, like I talked about, oftentimes people say, well, would the Capitals have been better with Kemper in there? Woulda, shoulda, coulda, ultimately, no. I don't think they would have been better. It's just, it wasn't Charlie Lindgren's fault per se, 
Uh, like I said, it was the team in front of him uh, that collapsed. I'm not here to absolve Charlie Langren from all guilt, but I'm not going to place this squarely on his shoulder because after the first goal was allowed, he could have folded. He could have withdrawn in, but he found a way to play huge. And I'll talk about Charlie a little bit later in the show. Lingren played big, ultimately wasn't enough. TJ Oshie, huge. Um, since returning from his injury, TJ Oshie was the only cap to find the back of the net. Take a look at the game last night as well, or yesterday afternoon, right in front of the net. Puts himself in a great position to do big things, and guess what? It pays off. Um, TJ Oshie has tremendous hockey IQ and vision. He sees the ice in front of him and puts himself in the perfect position. And uh, he has been huge for the Capitals since his return. Oh, she loved the Capitals with seven shots on goal. Um, you know, and to, to kind of talk about, you know, what I was mentioning off the top, that despite the loss, the Capitals played pretty well. Carlson and Kuzi both had four shots on goal. The defense um, at moments uh, was pretty poor. The Capitals spent time on the penalty kill way more than they should have. And ultimately, I believe that was the big part of their demise Sunday afternoon, the Capitals didn't start to generate, or they did rather start to generate some opportunities, but New York was pretty clamped down defensively. Uh, I think that there was, you know, Peter Laviolette most likely put the Rangers on notice and saying, we are not losing two games to the Capitals and especially not at home. Figure it out, guys. And they were ready for it. There were times that I thought the Caps were going to be able to turn it around late in the second period. I really did. You know, you take a look at what TJ Oshie did in the game. I thought there was a possibility. It's difficult to win hockey games in the penalty box, and that proved costly for the Caps. The Caps had to try and kill off five penalties. That is not a formula for winning hockey games to spend a lion's share of the time in the penalty box. And the New York Rangers made the Capitals pay. The Capitals fared pretty well as Rangers have one of the better PPs in the league. Listen, if it wasn't for Lindgren, if it wasn't for the teams willing to, you know, not have such a good penalty kill, this game could have gotten way out of hand. The Capitals were ultimately lucky that it was as close as it was. And I know at the end of the day, it's either a W or it's an L. I guess it could be an overtime. And at the end of the day, the Capitals did get the L, but... You know, that's the thing. That's the thing this team is going to have to work on is stringing together consecutive wins. It's great you pick up one win, but then you drop one. And consistency is going to be key for the Capitals if they have grander plans for doing things this season. Uh, this wasn't a game of a total meltdown, though. You know, if you just watch the highlights or say you just read the breakdown from a beat writer... It, it, it wasn't the case. It wasn't a total meltdown. The Caps did their best to stop the bleeding by laying out in front of shots and clearing the puck out of their zone. Um, I just think that they, they got off to the wrong start. Positive momentum was vacuumed out of the room the moment that New York scored so early in the game. Carberry did what he could do to get the offense going by mixing and matching the lines, putting Dowd and Kuzi on the third line with Wilson. And sometimes when you mix and match like that, you catch a bit of lightning in the bottle. Uh, if you remember back when they put Patch Reddy on the top line, um, and now he is again, that uh, sometimes when you mix and match, sometimes you can do it too much. I think that that was to the detriment of Peter Lavulette last season. Um, but I think that, you know, it's working. Spencer Carberry is doing what he can do to get this team going. Um, sometimes it's just not in the cards. And I hate to say that, but 
you take a look at it, it's new systems rolling out, but you know, we're at the halfway point of the season. If they don't know the systems by this point, I don't think they ever will. Um, but you know, again, that's my assessment of this game is that, you know, the, the vacuum sucked all the positivity out the moment that New York struck first. And then the capitals were trying to claw their way back in when TJ Oshie scored the goal. I'm like, they're going to do it. Can they do it? Uh, ultimately wasn't the case, but you know, what you have to do is just brush your shoulders off and get ready for the next one. You know, if you're an everyday of the show, you know, I said that, you know, don't dwell too much on victory. Also don't dwell too much on negativity. Watch the film, learn what went wrong. See if you can learn something from that and don't make those same mistakes again in the next game, because the Capitals are going to be busy here and they have no time to waste as they're trying to claw their way back into the Metro it is going to be difficult. I mean, make no mistake about it. They're not where I hoped that they would be. They're not where they were at the Thanksgiving break. And as we come, you know, ever so more and more close to the All-Star break, there are measuring checkpoints throughout the season where you are at Thanksgiving, where you are at the All-Star break. The Capitals have some time to try to make up some ground, but they are, you know, kind of on the outside looking in, as some teams around them are getting better and better, the Capitals continue to struggle. Um, I think that, you know, it's going to be a lot for, you know, Brian McClellan to take a look at this team. If he believes they're in contention, he could be a buyer. Um, if he believes that they're already out of it, he could be a seller like he was last year. You know, that's how the Capitals got Rasmus Sandin and parted ways with Orloff and Hathaway. So, you know, it's it's up to the Capitals. The fate is in their hands, but I think that to a certain extent, at the end of the day, that Spencer Carberry's doing, Brian, Brian McClellan, GM, I, I'm doing what I can do here. I, I'm trying to to do what I can do to get this team to win. I don't have the pieces to help me to help me win. And as you take a look around the NHL, there are teams that are in need of a goalie. And I know that generally speaking, goalies don't fetch a really big return. But one of the things that I talk about on the show is this team has an abundance of really grade A goaltenders. Could they use that to get an upgrade? Is that going to be enough to get a top six forward? Probably not. Just like I said, that goalies, generally speaking, don't fe fetch a big return. So it would be a goalie plus like a blue liner or maybe a prospect. This team is a couple pieces away from being contenders. If you're asking me right now, all in is this team as it stands right now. Let's go ahead and put Ovechkin back in the mix. Are they going to be contenders and, and make a push into the playoffs? Probably not. I still think there are a couple moves away uh, from being contenders. Patch Reddy has been good. Ethan Bear has been good, but it is not enough to get them over the hump where they need to be to be in contention. Um, and I, I really hope that, you know, Brian McClellan isn't looking at this season already. It's just like, well, we'll take care of it in the summer. We'll deal with Koozie and Mantha and whatever else in the summer. I hope that's not the case. I hope that he has something up his sleeve that happens between now and the trade deadline that's going to help bolster this team. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about the new look top line for the Capitals and Alex Ovechkin's absence. How did it fare? I think uh, it is a work in progress. And ultimately, I think that, you know, Ovi is going to be coming back sooner or later. How did it look on Sunday afternoon? I'll discuss next.
The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. Let me tell you something, guys. If you're watching a football game and maybe your team's already out of it and you're not that into it, open up the FanDuel app. Put a little bit of money on the game. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Lockdown Plus, our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel all right welcome back into this edition of locked on capitals part of the locked on podcast network your team every day so the capitals and spencer carberry had to construct a new top line in alex ovechkin's absence and you know the luxury that the capitals have right now is it seems like it's going pretty good that alex ovechkin you know goal scoring wise is not having the season that he had hoped for that i had hoped for that anyone had hoped for um but you know maybe he can take his time to make sure that he's 100% because it's still my belief that you know i'm not talking about this most recent injury i think that there has been something wrong with him all season. It's either that or his, you know, style of play is not compatible with Spencer Carberry. I just don't buy the fact that Alex Ovechkin got so old over the summer and forgot how to play hockey or score goals. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. So what I'm going to say is I hope that Alex Ovechkin takes his time and is ultimately ready when he makes his return. In Ovi's absence, Carberry constructed a top line of patch ready Stroman Oshie. Oshie has been a big contributor after returning from his injury. You know, TJ Oshie is, you know, kind of an up and down player, ultimately always a really solid guy that puts himself in a position to win. I guess what I'm talking about in the up and down is the goal scoring. Uh, I know that he has scored goals here recently, and that's a good thing, but I'm talking, you know, in totality, you know, of this season and the previous season that sometimes he's not so... Uh, he's not lighting up the score sheet, uh, score sheet uh, shall we say. He is a guy that plays much bigger than he is, and subsequently, oftentimes, that leads to his injuries. But we love the brand of hockey that T.J. Oshie plays because he always puts himself in a position to succeed, and I like what I see on the ice with Oshie. I feel like Ovi shouldn't have to rush back until he's 100%. The Caps have had success with Patch Ready, Stroman, Oshie, obviously, we want Ovi to come back, but I don't think there's a rush for him to come back. Get well. Be 100%. Maybe there is something that he can you know, figure in his game to get him where he needs to be. But don't feel the need that you need to rush back. I know that over his head, he's got that whole thing of, I've got to catch Gretzky. And I think that ultimately that is weighing heavy on his mind and might be, you know, to a certain extent, why ha you know he hasn't been so successful in the goal scoring department. He's getting the shots just not finding the back of the net. T.J. Oshie scores his fourth goal of the season 
in this game today. It cut the deficit to two to one, getting the Capitals also close, but it wasn't to be. Oshie has now scored in back-to-back games and has recorded four points, three goals, one assist in his last five games played dating back to December 14th. Is this the time, is this the time of the season that Oshie's going to turn it up and really show what he's got? I really hope so. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Oshie and Pacioretty and Strom and Wilson and Mantha, all these key contributors, these integral pieces of this team, all pull on the rope at the same time and figure it out here. Make a push for the playoffs. Dylan Strom recorded the primary assist on Oshie's goal, his 11th assist of the season. Strom has recorded six points, two goals, four assists in his last game, uh, last eight games, rather. Dylan Strom knocking it out of the park all season. There's, you know, you can't really say anything bad about Dylan Strom's game. It's all negative. It's all positive, 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 positive. Um, and it has been just a key piece to this team. Max Pacioretty, who earned the secondary assist on Oshie's goal, has recorded three points, one goal, two assists. In his last four games, Max Pacioretty is the guy that we know they picked up last summer. He's going to be great, you know, six different times in his career. He scored 30 goals, but we're going to have to wait. It's like being a kid on Christmas and, you know, the tree's up early and people are talking about you like, I want my present right now. You're going to have to wait to the Capitals and the fans had to wait. And it does appear as though it's been worth it as Max Pacioretty has been really good. I'm going to go ahead and say, and I still think that he is ramping up. I don't think that he um, is ultimately, you know, at his peak or pinnacle of where he's going to be. And I like his brand of hockey. Uh, I've liked, I liked, you know, watching him play, even when he was on different teams on the Canadians, when he was playing on the Golden Knights, he is a dynamic hockey player, great shot. And despite the fact that he's had back-to-back Achilles issues can skate pretty well, I guess, all things considered. Uh, the thing that we hope for Pacioretty is continued uh, production, goal scoring, assists, those type of things, and really keep our fingers crossed that everything is okay with his Achilles. You know, back-to-back seasons, that's, that's a tough thing. We really hope that he doesn't have to face anything like that again, but the, the top line for the Capitals was absolutely great uh, in the game that I thought, that I saw today. And ultimately, I want to see more of that. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out once Ovechkin does return. Uh, but I like that Max Pacioretty on the top line. I think that that is a really good option. And uh, we hope to see a whole lot more of that coming up. All right, so coming up here after the break, that despite the loss, that Charlie Lindgren played a great game. People are going to say, what are you talking about, Dan? The Capitals lost and he was the netminder. Listen. If it wasn't for Charlie in there, the Capitals would have been you know, way blown out. What did Charlie bring and what did he mean for this Caps team? I'll discuss next. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And if there's one thing that's frustrating for me is that when my favorite band comes to town, or my favorite comedian, or my favorite sports team, and I can't find tickets, game time takes the stress out of buying tickets. And that is why you need Game Time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On 
for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So a big question that surrounded Capitals fans is, can you believe it? Charlie Lindgren is going to be playing in back-to-back games. Can you believe it? Well, I can believe it, as it is something that happens quite often in the AHL. Sometimes three games, because a lot of times in the AHL, they play on weekends. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that kind of thing. Um, and generally, it's not something that happens a whole lot in, in the NHL. But I agree with the Capitals coaching as, uh, their assessment to Spencer Carberry uh, that they should have gone with Charlie Lindgren. Why? Because I think that ultimately, Chucky Sideburns gave the Capitals the best chance at winning the game. And if you actually watch the game, you didn't just watch the highlights or read the breakdown. He was key in the Capitals keeping this game as close as it was. Despite the tough loss, the Caps made the right decision by going Lingren. Like I talked about, it's always easy to say, woulda, shoulda, coulda, should we have gone with Kemper? But I still believe Lingren gave the Caps the best chance at winning. There's only so much you can do when the defense is folding in front of you and spending time on the PK. Um, And if you saw, there were some truly spectacular saves that Charlie Lingren made today that I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't think that maybe Darcy Kemper could have made. I don't think that there's an argument anymore. I know that Charlie Lindgren is the number one netminder for the Capitals right now. Uh, The good position for the Capitals is they have quite a luxury as Darcy Kemper is no slouch. I'm not trying to say that he's a poor goalie, but if I'm going to pick, you know, uh, who is better, then I'm going to say, as I record this right now, that Charlie Lindgren is the better option. And the great luxury for the Capitals as you go down to Hershey it gets just equally consistent as you take a look at Hunter Shepard and Clay Stevenson that the Capitals are always in a good position. But I do agree with the assessment of the coaches that despite the fact that it was a back-to-back, putting Charlie in the game was huge. He saved 29 of 31. Lindgren going back-to-back was uh, not that big of a deal, even though people want to make it a big deal. And, you know, the thing of it is that was tough is uh, Panarin found the back of the net early in the game and on a weekend goalie, uh, and, a, and it might really have messed with his mentality, you know, if it was a weaker goalie. Uh, that was the thing is that, you know, you take a look at the Rangers, they scored first. And sometimes when that happens right away, then I think that that affects the goalie, you know, in particular more harshly than it does some of the other players. Because now they feel like I let the team down. Are they going to be able to get back into it? Charlie, that was not his uh, issue today. I think that he got better as the game went on, I think he's like, you know, that was a bad goal that went in there. Um, I wish that didn't happen. But ultimately, he battened down the hatches and played lights out hockey for the duration. Again, I, I wish you would have got the win. But, you know, only so much uh, of this blame, if there's blame to get put around here, goes with Charlie Lindgren. Listen, they spent a lot of time on the PK. Uh, to start the game, the defense wasn't totally dialed in. Only so much of that blame can go on Charlie. Um, I still think that he did a great job in the next game. Yes, I would start Charlie Lingren again. You better believe it. 
Um, and I think that that's the right mentality. I don't think you should get so hung up on titles, even though I just talked about who the number one is, but I'm just doing that for ranking purposes. I don't think that on a whole that you should say, this is my number one, this is my number two, da-da-da-da. I think that you go with the hot hand. You take a look at the goalie historically, analytically, that does the best against that opponent. And as it stands right now, Charlie Lindgren gives the Capitals the best chance at winning. Darcy Kemper is going to get his opportunity again. And again, I'm not going to, don't walk away from this podcast thinking that I think that Darcy Kemper is a poor goalie. It's just that Charlie Lindgren is the better goalie. And I think that ultimately the one that gives the Capitals the best chance at winning. Now it puts the Caps in an interesting position as they do have that abundance of talent uh, between the pipes that maybe one of those pieces is expendable. And that's something for Brian McClellan to explore. Uh, but as it stands right now, you know, if you take a look at the box score and you're just, you know, kind of didn't watch the game, man, Charlie must have sucked. The Capitals lost. Wasn't the case. Lights out. Um, and I'm just really happy how great he's doing because, you know, he's an interesting guy before he came here. I don't think a lot of people knew who Charlie Lindgren was. I mean, I, he was a name that, you know, unless you were just like this over-the-top hockey nerd. I don't think you necessarily knew, but he has been nothing but lights out for the Capitals this season, and uh, we hope to see a whole lot more of that kind of production from him here going forward. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals, and I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube you are ultimately what makes this show successful, and I have you guys to thank. When you're done here, head on over to Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.